what is up this is take it or leave it coming to you on a monday you know what that means college football all day long we've got a big weekend to recap i apologize if my voice sounds weak or if easton's voice sounds weak as we are both disgusting sick creatures fighting through uh, a little head cold in that right easty yeah i'm on the i guess down side of it the back end yeah i've already hit my peak and i'm i think i'm yeah sliding sliding down i wish i was sliding down unfortunately i think i'm still climbing a little bit because i had a little bit of it thursday then nothing, Friday and Saturday. I'll try not to sniffle on the podcast. <laughs> I think I just did. Hopefully you guys didn't hear it. And then a lot yesterday and the worst of it today. So hopefully this is the apex for me. But anyways, let's jump right into it. You don't need to hear this because we're probably going to get you sick through the, the radio. So don't, well, no, that's impossible. So don't turn off your radio. Um, we're going to start off. we got a big week of college football coming at you. Week 8. We'll jump into some recap. We're get we've got four games here to go over that we're gonna hit briefly uh, before we get to our Heisman watch. So first things first, we have to disappoint Easton a little bit more uh, with our first game. Illinois unranked beats the number six Wisconsin Badgers and their number one defense in the country. Yep, season's over. Don't go that far yet but they win 24 to 23 and here's the stat of the game wisconsin had allowed 29 total points all season and they allowed 24 in this one game to illinois so i'm sorry that's it no more rubbing it in you know i'm all optimistic about it for you yeah it's it's frustrating it's very 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 frustrating you can still hear it in his voice he's very disappointed yep He's beat up about it, and he truly believes the season is over. However, it's not. It's a it's a tough road from here on out because they just forfeited their ability to lose against Ohio State. Yeah, ability is a weird way, but yes, yes, they're they, it's I, kind of their get out of jail free card where where you could have lost to Ohio State in the regular season, then beat them in the Big Ten championship, or beat them in the regular season, then maybe lose close in the Big Ten championship game, and either way, still have a chance at the playoff. You cannot do either now. You have to win out, and uh, that's it. You got to win out. I mean, you got to beat them now, and you got to beat them then, and you kind of need them to just obliterate everybody except you guys as well to make it look like two really good wins. So, and not only that, but you've got a tough schedule ahead of you. You've got the ranked Minnesota Gophers, right? Golden Gophers. Uh, this week's Ohio State. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Oh, yes. To come still. Yep. I believe they're in the top 15 now, close to it. Uh, Close to it, not in it yet. Check it out for me if you can. Right here, I can look at it. I got it right Then here. you've also got the, you've got Iowa, yep. who I believe they're is top ranked. 20, correct? Yep. Uh, I think that's the end of your ranked teams, besides Ohio State. You've got number three, Ohio State, and they'll surely be Minnesota's ranked. Minnesota's 17. Okay, so 17, Minnesota. 20 they're Iowa. undefeated. That was the big thing about mm-hmm. them. They're, they're undefeated, 7-0. Haven't had a tough schedule, but they're tough. I mean, that's that's a they're a good football team. Speaking of Minnesota, did you see that awesome story? Which one? Minnesota has a kick, like a place kick holder, I guess. A, I don't know what, what do you call them, just a holder. 
and he has beaten cancer four times. Casey O'Brien, he has beaten cancer four times, and this was the first time they put him in the ga- in a game. Mm. And it was just so cool. His coach is just bawling. He's hugging his coach afterwards. That's they cool. made the extra point, obviously. That's helpful. That's nice. Yeah. But uh, just that's, you know, sports are amazing. Like, it's, it's about competitive. It, it, being competitive, it's about, I mean, there's sportsmanship. There's heart. There's effort. All this stuff. The sports bring a lot of good things. But that mm-hmm. is one of them. Stories like that is just too cool. So cool for him. Anyways, back onto our train. I don't think Wisconsin season is over. Unless you lose one more game, then your season's over. At least for for a potential playoff game. Yeah. You're still going to get a great bowl game. You're still one of the better teams in the country. I think it's a very unfortunate loss because I do still believe you're one of those seven or eight teams that are just better than everybody else. And it was just one of those classic cases of you're looking ahead to Ohio State and forgetting the task at hand, and that's Illinois. Who, Mm -hmm. who, Who? Why would you think that you'd need all your effort into Illinois but and that's what happens you know you you come off a couple huge wins and now you're looking ahead to Ohio State it's why they call it a trap game right in between is this little old Illinois and they get the one point victory so I'm sorry we won't talk about that anymore yeah put it in the past put it in the past it's dude. depressing but put it you got oh, look what happens when you go and you beat Ohio State Saturday this is all forgotten at least until you play them again in the Big Ten <laughs> Championship. But it, it's all but forgotten. It is like you beat Ohio State, you're back in the top eight probably because you dropped uh, to 13. Yeah, we dropped seven spots. I would I would feel comfortable saying you beat the number three who a lot of people are think are saying, oh, they might be the best team in the country, which I disagree with. I have no problem saying you guys are you jump back into the top eight. Do we surpass them? I would hope so. I would hope they would drop to 10-ish. And you would drop to about eight or Gym. jump to about eight. That's what I would think would be correct if they drop five five to seven spots and you jump five to seven spots. Let's see what happens. Okay, we spent a lot of time on Wisconsin, but I'm not going to keep buttering it into your buns because even though it sounds nice, you're not enjoying it, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> okay. Number nine, Florida survives South Carolina. Survives, maybe I was a little harsh with that word because they did kind of dominate the whole game. It was really close towards the beginning. It was a really good game back and forth, probably through middle of the third quarter. Uh, And I'd I'd say through through the whole third quarter. And then Florida kind of took over, dominated, and it never felt like Florida was actually going to lose the game. So, um, well. It did when the game started because South Carolina was leading 7 nothing. Well, that's what I said. It was a very good game through about three quarters, maybe two and yeah. a half. And then at, at that point, it just it never felt like Florida lost control at that point. <clears throat> Trask looked really good again. Um, Florida's a real team. I hate it, but they're a real team. I don't think they're a playoff team. Again, I don't think they're one of those top seven, eight teams that are better than everybody else. But they're right on the precipice. They're, they're very close. Mm-hmm. Um, South Carolina's coming out of nowhere with these big games they're playing really well in. They are, and it's SEC play, so I mean, right. you're going to start seeing these games from the South Carolinas and, and the Vanderbilts. I mean, so I mean, is what it is. Uh, did you watch any Oregon against Washington? I don't recall if I did or not. It was a good game. Two very similar teams. Oregon, this team who's kind of underachieved. I mean, they've only got one loss, but haven't looked as good as everybody expected. But with this excellent quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert, who's going to be playing on Sundays. Same with Washington. Washington, this this kind of veteran team. With this guy, Jacob Eason, who's going to be playing on Sundays. 
also underachieving. They've now dropped to 25th, and uh, they will now will probably not see them in the top 25 again this year as they lose to Oregon 35 to 31. Um, so yeah, but just two very similar teams, very teams that everyone thought would be you know top 15 to top 10 teams with these great NFL court that are going to be NFL quarterbacks and just not producing as much. So that's kind of that. And okay, speaking of Minnesota, we already talked about them, but I, the only reason I put them on here was to talk about that story, but we already knocked it out. So I'll just go ahead and say the score. Minnesota beats Rutgers, you guessed it, by a blowout, 42-7. to uh, You want to talk about App State a little bit? I know you were telling me about how they jumped. Yeah, App, App State uh, was ranked number 24, playing uh, UL Monroe, but they were playing at home. They beat them 52-7. to UL Monroe, they sound familiar. Do, That's where because they, they almost beat Florida State earlier this year mm. when we were talking about them. I think I mentioned like when they're playing UL Monroe, they almost lost UL Monroe. No one knows what UL stands for if they don't know sports, you know. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like this no-name team that FSU almost lost to. Absolutely, just blew out. So. Absolute obliteration, fifty-two to seven. Absolutely belongs in the top twenty-five, man. Maybe even the top eighteen or so because they year after year they win these, they win games, and they don't have the toughest schedule. They're kind of like the UCF. They're the new UCF where they don't have that tough schedule, but they are a very good team, and they can beat good teams. Um, maybe not the, the cream of the crop. They can't really beat the cream of the crop, but they're getting there. They've got a good program. They were just D2 less than eight, seven or eight years ago. They they bumped up to being ranked number 21 this week. Nice. Okay, so it's still not getting as much love, you know, because they are undefeated, one of the few undefeated teams that are way down the list, kind of like Baylor. They're, they're all kind of they're down there, but... Um, I don't know if you heard that on the radio. My dog just made a noise outside the door. She really wants to get on the podcast, but we haven't we haven't perfected her talking skills yet. So not yet. Um, moving on, Vandy, like we just talked about, Vanderbilt beats number twenty two Missouri. Another twenty one between twenty one and twenty five loss. I mean, this is just a revolving door between twenty one and twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mizzou, Mizzou loses 21-14 to Vanderbilt. They're going to be knocked out. What are they? I'm assuming they dropped out of the top 25. Mizzou's not in yet. There it is. Um, Texas. You want to talk about this a little bit? Uh, Texas is back. Did I overstep my bounds a little bit? Is it because I said all that stuff that this happens? Potentially. I mean, it feels like that's how it always happens. I say something and then this? Yep. So, I mean, this this is scary. For Texas. Scary. What is scary? What happened? Uh, they barely beat Kansas. They beat Kansas by two points. They won 50-48. Uh, to 48, And this was a home game. A home game. Yikes. Very, very scary for Texas. Okay, well, I have a theory. I, talk, I talked to you about it earlier. Yes. I think... They didn't, they didn't move in the rankings at all, so they're still ranked number 15. And I think the committee or whoever AP polling committee knows this, which the AP is the Associated Press. There's not a committee. It's just a bunch of writers, essentially. I believe that, remember how we were thinking it was going to be a shootout last week with Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and that both teams brought their defenses? Yep. Specifically Texas, who does not have a defense. They brought a defense. Yep. They did not bring that defense, and I think that They're defense, exhausted. what they had, they put into Oklahoma, and that was it. So Kansas comes out against this beat-up, exhausted defense and just puts up 48 because 50, you put up 50 against, you should, you should win a game. Like, 
against yeah. anybody, and they they won. Yeah. So Sam Ellinger, Sam Ellinger did his thing. The offense put up fifty, and they got away with a win. But I just, yeah, I think that defense escaped with a win. They escaped with a win, but guess what? I I just think that defense did too much. Not too much. They they put so much passion and energy into last week's game to slow down what as best they could that Oklahoma offense. That this is what you get the week after. So and like Kansas isn't a bad team. No, they're not they're, a ranked team. They should be one of those on the fringe. I think that's how they play. They are. They're always scrappy. Yeah, but in uh, basketball they're pretty. They good. should not look like this though. This in, is this is scary. They're a pretty good basketball team. So yeah, usually. I think they're top, they're top four this year. Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk. BYU. <laughs> uh, BYU beat the undefeated, or formerly undefeated, Boise State Broncos 28-25. to So you got another undefeated team that was fi- they finally climbed up to number 14. Dunzo. So what did they drop to? Do you have that in front of you? Who is it? Boise uh, State. Boise State dropped to 22. <sighs> Oof, so eight was, spots. Yeah. Yeah. Big drop for Boise State. That hurts the program. But uh, BYU would do that to you. Another one of those scrappy teams. They're not going to be ranked often, but mm-hmm. they can beat almost anybody in the country. That does it for our recap. A lot of fun this past weekend. There's there's more right around the corner next weekend, week nine. Uh, before we get to some of that, as, as far as our 3Bs go, we want to talk about our Heisman watch. I have a very clunky, awkward, unique Heisman watch this week. I, I scrapped my ranking, kind of, basically. I don't have a one through five this week. I, I felt in the past weeks there's been a solid split of like one through five. And this week I just, I had trouble. And um, so I'm going to let you start and I'm going to explain mine as I go. So I don't know if you have a one through five or if you can or if you, it, it, this is tough. And it's all because, I'll, I'll explain why. To me, there's always been a, a specific number one where Jalen Hurts started the year, obviously number one. And then Tua just kind of took over and it was like, obviously he's number one. Well, Hurts has had a huge game. Tua did not. He had a bad game and got hurt, so he left early. And then Joe Burrow is continuing to string together great games. So. That being said, Easton, who is your number one? Who would be your, your pick for number one right now if you had to pick the Heisman? If I had to pick the Heisman like right now, it's tough. But It's tight. It's very, very, very tight. Um, so two of this week, this past week, played against Tennessee. They won 35-13. Was 11 for 12, 155 yards in one pick. And that only incompletion was a pick. So he was right. on his way to a good game. Mm-hmm. Get it, Tua. <laughs> and then he goes down. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, even though it was a bad game, just was just the lack of stats is really what it was because yeah. of his lack yeah. of time in the game. Yeah. Um, and then you have Jalen Hurts, who goes off because they beat Northwestern 52 to 3 and he had a five or touchdown Justin performance. Fields sorry that was Justin Fields that went off 52 to 3 oh sorry yeah yeah, I yeah sorry I thought I was just heard Jalen Hurts and I know he had a five touchdown game with probably yeah. close to 400 all-purpose yards yeah 316 passing yards 75 
rushing yards. Yeah. So almost Close to 400. 400, yeah, and five total touchdowns. And, you know, he's – he on the season is, you know, very close now to Tua's passing uh, yards. He's at 2,074. I think Tua's just barely over 2,100. He is, yeah, so close um, to his passing yards. And he's got 20 passing touchdowns to Tua's 27. He does have three interceptions to Tua's two. But then he adds those 10 rushing touchdowns in over 700 rushing yards, which – I hate to keep comparing him to Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor has played half the quarters. We have to remember that. But Jonathan Taylor has 957 rushing yards, so he's about 150 yards shy of JT. No, I'm sorry, 250. So that's quite a bit. JT, I'm going to take it back. I'm not going to compare it. JT's had a great year. but The only thing is, like, he's a quarterback. It, it's hard to, like, yes, I get a quarterback's doing what a running back could also do. My my problem with it is that the quarterback gets to decide when he runs, so he can see you know fifteen yards in front of him, and he can say, "Oh, I, that's an easy you know at least ten yards if anyone's closing in on him." You know, so it's easy to pick and choose when you want to run and like the amount of yards you'll get. You know, it's not always just scrambling, but yeah, he he's a fantastic player, fantastic player. Yeah, over seven hundred so yards, total touchdowns, thirty touchdowns, total 30, 30 touchdowns, yeah. And totaling almost 3,000 yards. He's about, he's close to 2,800 total yards. So incredible. Um, do you have a clear cut? Like if you ha- so for instance, if I had to choose a Heisman right now, I would choose Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're looking at right now. And which is wild because it is so close. Mm-hmm. What I did with my list is I didn't have, I don't have a one through five. I have three people tied for my number one spot because I do not want to choose one right now. If I had to, I would go Jalen Hurts just because of the variety that he gives you. Rushing, passing, mm-hmm. and then, like I said, he has a reception for 21 yards. Don't know if that counts for anything. but Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah he's got 30 total touchdowns. What, as far as I know. 3,000 total yards. He's got, mm-hmm. I think, almost almost 28,000 total rushing yards. Or 2,800, sorry. 2,800 total rushing Yeah, yeah. Total, 2,800 total yards. total yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean that that's that if you're taking his total stats compared to Tua's total stats, you know, he's outproducing him. No, so. for sure. Well, cuz Tua he hasn't rushed for much. I think he's he has like two 30, rushing touchdowns. He's got yeah, he's got two rushing touchdowns like 30 rushing yards yeah. or something. So he's he, that's just not his style of play, but so I mean if you, when you look at it that way, he's got so yes, Jalen Hurts has more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh more more turnovers. And, and way more yards. So I'd give it to Jalen Hurts. But this is how I set up my list this week. I've got Tua, Jalen Hurts. We've talked about both of them already, tied for the first spot. Along with them, I've got Joe Burrow tied for the first spot. My reasoning is because he's got 2,484 rushing yards. So 2,484 passing yards, my apologies. Passing yards. He's at <laughs> the only one close to 80% still on completion percentage, 79.4%. Um, 29 passing touchdowns in three picks. And then he adds two more touchdowns. So he's actually got two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Two. What did I say? Just two more. Yeah. yeah two. Just, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't. Just, yeah. Sorry. Agree. Two rushing touchdowns. So 31 total touchdowns. Yeah. And but again, not close. Not quite close to Tua's or to Jalen Hurts' total yards, but still, like his passing statistics are absurd. So I have him there. He's tied actually with those. pretty. Not, 
pretty close, but I mean, he's got 94 rushing yards mm-hmm. into his 2484, so that puts him, you know, almost 2600. And so he's about yards at 2800. Yeah. yeah. He's about and that's yards off. the majority passing. That's incredible. That is incredible. It's incredible. I mean, he's yeah. slinging the. He is like, I, we've said it every week, but we got to keep reiterating it. He has taken the ground and pound defensive team that LSU is, and they are an aired out team. Like, you expect, I'm watching them expecting like a big. A deep ball, mm-hmm. and they almost hit one. It seems like every drive, like he's he's incredible. Um, so those are my one ones, I guess. My I don't have a one, two, and three. Those That's are my ones. One to three. Yeah. If I had to put an order to it, honestly, I would probably right now go Jalen one A, Joe Burrow one B, and Tua one C. And I hate to do that because it's just because he left the game early. Mm. Just because if he start. has a full game there, yeah. he'd probably hop. Maybe both of them, but at least Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. But right now, Joe Burrow's stats, when you look at them compared to Tua's, they're better. Yeah, and there's no I mean, in every category besides interceptions. interceptions. Yeah. But that's one by one more. Yeah, yeah. One more interception. I and mean, the, the other thing is, like, you gotta you gotta think like when's Tua coming back? That's true. I don't know the severity there's no, of the there's injury. There's no timeline on it. Okay, they don't have one yet. Yeah, but they, I think they said that he could be going like to rehab. Okay. You know, like uh, like rehabbing his injury within 10 days. Let's do this. Let's find out more this week and then next Monday if he's if he's going to be out for a while. He's going to be done. I mean, he's going to be out of the Heisman. Yeah, for sure. So we because just have to he's got He can't keep up with Joe Burrow, you know, no. as a And, and they're not going to give it to you based on what you did with your time. They're going to give mm-hmm. it to you on the whole. They got to give it to someone for the whole season. So oh, that's yeah. what we'll have to do next week if it looks like it's going to be a long time. He might drop out of the top 5. Well, I think we have to. If yeah. especially if it's going to be a f- Let's say three to four week plus yep. injury. I think we got to drop him out for yeah. for the time being. Um, My guess is he's going to be out this next week, and then it'll be two weeks before he gets back. Okay, so three weeks that'd be tough. Three, we can weeks. put him on our Heisman IR. Okay, so we can recall him <laughs> if we need to later on. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, my other two are again tied. I, I, I say they're tied for fourth because technically one, two, three are taken, even though I've got them all tied at one. Um, I've got tied for fourth. I couldn't decide between Justin Fields and Jonathan Taylor, honestly. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, uh, Wisconsin lost, but he still had a very good game, over 130 yards rushing and touchdown. Um, only one reception for two yards, but um, I mean, he was a workhorse in the game. So it brings his season totals to 957 rushing yards. over. He's almost at 1,100 scrimmage yards. And 19 touchdowns. So think about that. Like you said, he's a running back. He 19 doesn't. Total. 19 total. So that's receiving and rushing. He's at um, 15 rushing touchdowns, which is more than his freshman year altogether. And we're about halfway through this season. And um, one less from last year, which was by far his best season. Over, you know, he had 16 rushing touchdowns last year, and he's already got 15 now. So um, on the other hand, you've got Justin Fields who, again, isn't putting up a ton of yards. He had less than 200 yards passing again, but another four-touchdown game. So it brings his totals to 22 touchdowns, one interception, only 1,492 passing yards, so he's less than 1,500 passing yards. But then he does add in almost 300 yards rushing and then another eight touchdowns uh, rushing as well. So 30 total touchdowns, only one pick. And um, what's that bring him to? About... 1800 yards and that's where he really falls Roughly. off is just, the yards yeah just shy of 1800 and again they have a well-rounded offense got a really good rushing <laughs> running game with uh jk, JK dobbins. dobbins so but yeah so those would be mine and now would you change what that up to, do you have an order there i forgot to mention about jonathan taylor when we were talking about the wisconsin game he had a 
very uh, high milestone in that game, even though it was a very depressing game. He hit his 5,000 uh, career yards in that game. Rushing or? Yes. Wow. Okay. Is that where does that put him in in like the NCAA of all like all time? I think he he was the first person to ever hit it. He was the, he was the fastest person to ever hit it. Fastest person to ever hit five thousand. Yeah, because not halfway through his it's only halfway through his third year. Right. Okay. He was the fastest person to ever hit it, but he joined. I want to say like four other guys have done it. Being that he'll only be a three year player, does he have a chance of, of breaking the all time rushing record for college? I don't know what the all time rushing record because is. you'd assume it'd be held by someone that played four years. Right. Um, we looked at this earlier, or not early, but a few weeks ago, and I I know I think Ricky Williams was up there. Um, I'm pretty sure the player that owns it is a Texas play. He was played for Texas, the Longhorns. I uh, know that uh, that was the second was Ricky Williams who played for Texas. I thought and the first was Texas player as well. Who is it? It's a Wisconsin player. Oh, who? Ron Dane. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What's he? What does he have? Uh, sixty three ninety seven. So no, he he's not gonna hit that. Yeah. If he plays next year, he'll hit it for he, sure. He, he will not. <laughs> yeah, he won't play next year. He will not play next year. Rick, I'll Rick, be. Ricky Williams had sixty two seventy nine. Wow. Okay. Tony Dorsett had sixty eighty two. He played for Pitt. Ron Dane. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then D'Angelo Williams played for Memphis. Had sixty twenty six. Interesting. And then it drops below six thousand there. Interesting. All right. Um. So did you have anything? Did you want to change that up, or do you, are you kind of in agreement with that? Where it's just kind of like two groups at this point. Like, it, it well, seems it's fitting. just hard. To, it seems it's fitting. really hard to decipher yeah. who's who. Yeah. Because I really, like I said, I don't want to pick a winner. If I had to, I'd give it to Hertz right now. Right now, yes. But Burrow, I mean, if you're again now though at this point, if you're picking just pure passer, it's between Tua and Joe Burrow, and it's right now it's probably Joe Burrow. But, I mean, it and is. it's going to become much clearer, Joe Burrow, as the longer Tua sits out. Well, probably next week. Yeah. <laughs> if Tua, which it stinks, but yeah, but yeah, I don't think it changes my opinion on like I want the Dolphin. Well, Dolphins. It depends on how severe this injury is. If this right. injury is bad, now I'm starting to think like Dolphins draft the potential of re- Burrow, uh, Eason, Herbert. I mean, these guys. These guys at this point, so durability what do you, what do you is so want? important. You want like. Uh, over six foot pure passer. Um, that'd be nice. Yeah. Or do you want somebody mobile? Um, no, I mean mobile enough because if you look at all the best players right now, Pat Mahomes is mobile enough. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is mobile enough. Yeah. Russ Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson is mobile enough. More than mobile enough. But um, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, a little bit more, more than mobile enough. That's the thing with Lamar Jackson. He's still having kind of passing struggles as the as the season progresses, but they're winning, and he. He has led the league in rushing the past three weeks. So I mean, he's doing it on the ground. It's yeah. it's not out of the question. The, my problem with with not and I'm not going to call Jackson. As, we're talking NFL. Yes. Not good. Uh, that's I'm cutting it off right now. No, it's on you. It's on. Well, it's on. You started it. No, you said with the them drafting. But you asked, "What do you want?" After you said that. Yep, I did. <laughs> All right. Shame. All right. So that's our Heisman watch. It's it's messed up. It's, it's gunked tight. up. It's tight. We have no one through five. We just I have think, five. I think in the, in the next in the next three weeks, you know, the season's going to be a lot closer to the ending. We'll have another, what, three or four weeks after that? No. We'll have another three weeks after that? It's coming up quickly. Yeah. So this, this next two, three weeks, I think the, the top Heisman candidate is going to become a lot clearer. I, I hope so. I hope so. 
I don't this is know getting difficult. though because none of them look like they're slowing down. Unfortunately, Tua might be just because he has to. Yeah, unfortunately. But Hertz yeah. had uh, his bad game was like not that bad. It dropped him from what one to three or yeah. one to two for us. Yeah, and then he bounced right back. Yeah, and now in Joe Burrow, I don't think he's had a bad game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Anyways, let's jump into our week eight three Bs recap. Easton's got that. Take it away. Yeah, so I guess this week in college football is just an all-around depressing week for me in football because my three Bs were terrible. Um, let's see. First game was number 18, Baylor, at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was favored by 3.5. The over-under was 63.5. Um, I, I was a big fan of Hubbard in his running ability so i said you know what let's go k-state and they're gonna cover and they did not do either of those things i was hoping for a big upset against a ranked team and it happened to be my own and not baylor and baylor picked baylor in both to to win and to cover and the points yeah and we both chose the under and the under was very wrong uh the over-under was 63 and a half and the total score we're about done with these over-unders because yeah. they are they're they're frustrating they're killing, killing me. us i would have been five of nine i mean five of six this week if not for these no is that right they four of six they scored a total of 72 points help me with my math again man what? i got two over unders wrong i went six of nine one two so i would have been four five yeah i would have been five of six yeah i said it the first time yeah trust yourself uh the Freaking next game was number 17 Arizona State at number 13, Utah. We each chose Utah to win. They did. Utah was favored by 14. We each chose Arizona State in the points, and they did not get that. Uh, Utah Utah put it on them. Blew them out, um, and they won 23, or 21 to 3, sorry. And uh, so they beat them by 18 points. The over-under was 48.5. We said go over, and they we went said, who's gonna take? Under. Who's going to take an under on 48.5? They're going to go way under, yeah. losers. And then uh, Michigan at uh, number 16, Michigan at number 7, Penn State. We each chose Penn State to win, and they did, but only by a touchdown, 28 to 21. I Penn State Michigan was favored by points. 9. Britt took Michigan to the points. I chose Penn State in the points, and so Britt was correct there. The over-under was 46.5. Britt chose the over. I, I chose said, the under. Can't take the under. I'm 46 and a half, and I finally got that one right, yeah, right? and they scored 49 No, I didn't points. get right that one. I didn't get that one right. What, did I? Yeah. Oh, I, I did. chose the over. Oh, I did? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I said losers, only only losers take the under on 46 and a half. Yeah. You're not a loser. I was a loser. Oh, I you lost it, yes. Lost, you, yeah. you did lose it, but you're not yeah. a loser. Yeah. No, I am the loser. Just right now. Yeah. I'm, so you're I'm gonna a big loser, back. so I, I got two of nine correct, while Britt was... Uh, Six of nine. Listen, I looked it up, and the actual like professional gamblers. I know we we've said this a couple times, but I think I've said they linger around sixty percent. I was wrong. They linger around fifty eight percent. So we're still both better than professional gamblers right now. And I've I had just, a couple bad weeks in a row. Yes. So listen, it, it's not bad like bad weeks in a row. It's not like we're just completely biffing it. Right? I am. But you're still 3%. So this is what brings us to you. On the season, I am 49 correct out of a possible 72, bringing my percentage to 
I will come back down to earth. By the end of the season, I'm going to probably be around 60%. Easton has had a couple bad weeks, and he's still 44 correct out of 72 possible, which puts him at 61%. So he has a better chance of staying there or even getting a little better because he's had a couple bad weeks, whereas I'm not going to keep 68% up. I can't do it. It's going to come back down. And if it keeps if it keeps it up, I need to start betting big money because I could be freaking rich right now. But betting's a sin. So What? Gambling. Oh. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't it's know not a Ten Commandments. I'm pretty know if it's sure it's considered a sin. I think people read into it's it. It's frowned like, upon. Well, I'm, I do a lot of things that are frowned upon. Exactly. So, so what's another one? I'm gonna I'm gonna start betting. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I gotta talk to Lexi first. Um All right, so let's jump into this week's week nine three Bs. We feel uh these ones are gonna be tough. They're gonna be real tough. Uh they're they're big games, a lot of the line. All three are ranked ranked games. Ranked I'm gonna let you yeah. start because we're starting with your team and I know you hate you hate giving advice on, on like what to bet here, but I think you, you stay unbiased and i think we both agree 100 percent on this game well we haven't talked about the over under but we talked about the game itself so number 13 wisconsin travels to play number three ohio state's the big one and osu oh the ohio state university is favored by 14 points so two whole touchdowns and their extra points what are you taking i'm taking ohio state to win wisconsin and the points and I'm going to take... I also didn't say the over-under. It is 51. So the over-under is 51. Um, these are the two best defenses in the country currently. So what's that tell you? That's going to be gritty. You know what it tells me? We said, oh, Texas and Oklahoma, the two yeah. best offenses in the country. Yeah. Take so the over in it. If, if we go the opposite of what we should, <laughs> we should take the over. Here. You guys it's, are about to both score 40 points on each other. Well, I mean, even if we even if we each scored 26 points, that's that's over. Yeah. And that's not that hard to do, but we both like having the two uh, You know what? Screw it. I'm going to lose anyways. I'll take the over. I agree 110%. I'm taking and I'll be rooting hard for Wisconsin. However, my gut is pushing me to take Wisconsin in the points, Ohio State to win, and the over. Game number two, number nine, Auburn travels to Death Valley. Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. We don't know Go what. Tigers. <laughs> that hurt. I'm about to buy you. I hurt my throat because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk now. Okay. Number nine, Auburn travels to number two, LSU. LSU is favored by 11 and a half points. Both of these teams, keep in mind, are top 10 teams. And LSU is favored by 11 and a half. Over, under is 58 and a half. I will start. Oof. I'm going to take Auburn in the points here. I'm going to take LSU to win. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the under. I'm taking Auburn in the points. LSU to win. And the under. So under 58 and a half. Kind of iffy about that under, but I've, I keep taking overs on these big ones and, and getting screwed. So uh, I'm going to go LSU to win, LSU in the points. They're going to cover that. So you're swallowing the 11 and a half. Yep. 
100%. He's taking it. And then over-under. The over-under at 58.5. I'm going to go under. Okay. So almost, <laughs> you almost went like huge. Almost. Because if you would have went over and cover, well, I don't know. The cover could be. 58 and a half. You're going that's, under. That's, okay. So we both got, took that's under. That's got to be a 30, 30 point game. Yeah. And it's just, I don't see Auburn putting up 30 on LSU. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It, it could. I don't see it happening though. All this, right. This is Joe Burrow. Week, so I got to Joe right. Burrow could put up 40. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This is supposed to be my comeback week. So. All right. Last but not least, you'll start this one out again. Number eight, Notre Dame travels to the big house to take number 19, Michigan. Believe it or not, Michigan is favored by one and a half points. Now, the big house, I'm assuming, is one of those special favorites where they're probably, they instead of getting like three points, they probably get four. Yeah. So they are telling you Notre Dame is a better team, but not by much. So... Michigan favored by one and a half, over under 51. Who do you got? I got Notre Dame to win, Notre Dame in the points, and the over. Okay. So, again, yeah, this is one of those games you're kind of picking a winner. I mean, they could win by one, and you still take Michigan in the points. But uh, that'd be be tough. I'm going to – ooh, this is the only one I haven't really – oof. You know what's crazy? While you're deciding, Thank you. I'll uh, talk to the people for a second. Thank you. None of these three games are the college game day of uh, week nine. What is? What is surprising, uh, they say the Wisconsin-Ohio State game could have been if Wisconsin didn't lose to Illinois. But since they just lost to Illinois, they lose college game day in Columbus. Yikes. And they were just in Death Valley last week for the Florida-LSU game, okay. so they're not going to go there. And then Notre Dame and Michigan have both been kind of like iffy, so yeah. they're not going to go there. So it's weird they're going to North Dakota State versus South Dakota State. Okay. Ohio State-Wisconsin is still 10 times better than that game. I don't disagree, but I guess that's the, awful. the huge loss just really... Who's going to win? No, no one. They're going to become a one state like they should be. <laughs> like... They're going to meet in the middle. They're going to shake hands. They're going to call off the game, and they're just going to be Dakota. I'm surprised Carolinas haven't done that. I feel like they're the same place. them too. NC State, North Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest. They're going to go play South Carolina Gamecocks. They're all going to become one school. Okay. I don't know what I'm saying now. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Michigan. Okay. So obviously Michigan in the points, Michigan to win straight up. Okay. And I'm going to take the under as well, but I'm going to this is going to be Michigan's bounce back game because I think they only have one loss at this point, right? Two. No, no, two because they just lost this weekend. Yeah, they got to they got to get a win here at the big house. It's um, they've got to bounce back, and there's and at this point there's no expectation now. Really, you've got two losses. You're still fighting for a big bowl game, and Notre Dame's the perfect team to go in and beat at home, man, in front of 120, 115,000 of your own fans. Taking Michigan outright and the under. My thing is I don't trust Shea Patterson. I don't either, but you know and what? I don't trust Michigan's defense either. He actually played a decent game, and they should have won that game. Did you see the drop pass in the end zone? Yeah. It, I mean, he put a good ball in there on tight coverage, and it went right through his hands. I mean, so they should have won that game. They should be a one-loss team. Um, the the Wisconsin game was bad, and they're not. They're not. I don't think they're a good team. But I also think Notre Dame is a little overrated. So, I th- like I said, I think this is the perfect storm for Michigan. I don't. I don't. I don't trust Shea Patterson or Michigan's defense. All right. 
We'll find out. Yeah, this could be the week you, but it, I mean, you it, gain it, some it's ground. A, it's a close game. I, uh, I guess the matchup predictor is 62% favorite in Notre Dame's favor. So That makes sense. Is yeah. that is that the ESPN Power Index or whatever? Yeah. The football Power Index? Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, they should be. Like I said, I think Notre Dame's probably the better team, but it's just the perfect storm to me. At yeah. home, after a tough loss, Notre Dame flying high. Um, I'm sticking to it. So, Do you got like anything it. else? Uh no, so that's that's uh let's see one two three four differences. If they all go your way, I'll you will gain. You'll, still you'll be, be down one, one short, but one that's shy. okay. That's if they all go in my way. Yes, that's all we got. You can take it or leave it. Thanks for tuning in as usual. Hit us up at take it leave it bh. Be uh thinking of us as we try to fight this sickness. Your well wishes are appreciated. We love you guys. Peace. Take it or leave it.